Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. If someone was at your side the entire time directing you in the proper direction and guiding you, wouldn't it be impressive? Today, Pastor J.D. highlights the significance of having the Holy Spirit in these end times. It's essential that we follow God's will for our lives, and you can know God's plan with the help of the Holy Spirit. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on November 12, 2023. Then you can take him to Revelation 16, 16. This is the Battle of Armageddon, and it's not with Bruce Willis saving the world from an asteroid. telling you, we're the Netflix and uh, movie and generation and world that we live in. Um, Armageddon is actually a place, Megiddo, Valley of Jezreel, for those of you that have been to Israel with us. And talking about another invitation, God's going to gather all of the armies of the world to Megiddo, the, the, the Valley of Jezreel, Armageddon. And the blood, we talked about this on Thursday night, is going to rise of the, the horse's bridle. It's going to be a bloody battle, the Battle of Armageddon. So the answer, the simple answer is uh, yes and no. (laughs) Yes, this could lead up to it. No, this is not it, but we're so close to it being it. Because you can also, this is another question, if you want to go into it, use the sermon, Psalm 83. Many argue this is a subject of much debate. Is Psalm 83 a prophecy or a prayer? Uh, you can argue both sides. I, I tend not to muddy the water, so to speak, with Psalm 83. It very well could be, because it is a conspiracy with the surrounding peoples to destroy Israel, wipe Israel off the map, so that the name of Israel is remembered no more. And that's Psalm 83. You can take them there. There are many other passages. But again, keep it simple. And I know this is nowhere near being exhaustive, but at the very least, it equips you with a starting point. Have I just kind of given you, have I helped you a little bit here with these? It's just a a, a template. It's just a, a kind of a tool just to kind of get you started. But do your own study of God's Word to be prepared, because God might put a verse on your heart, unbeknownst to you, for somebody that three o'clock that afternoon is going to ask you that question, and he's going to have you with that verse ready for that question. In fact, I'll take it a step further and say, God will redirect somebody to someone else who is prepared if you're not. I hope that doesn't sound mean. I don't mean to be mean. Because God's searching to and fro, and and here He's got somebody that He wants to save, but He's looking for the vessel, the laborer, (laughs) the worker, the paramedic, 
And, well, I can't use him. He, he's clueless. He's, anyway, sorry. He doesn't have the answer. Or he's not ready. I mean, he has the answer. He just isn't ready to give the answer. So I've got to find some help. I guess, I'll, I guess I have to use him. God, that's a donkey. I know, but I can't find anybody else. God uses Arab donkeys. Listen, if God, I want to encourage you, because I just beat you up, I know. Beat myself up too, all the time. You have no idea. I don't need your help. Uh, if God can speak through a donkey, come on, He can speak through you too. Okay, this brings me to the second example of how to answer from the Bible those who ask concerning the reason for the hope we have. Now, this is a big, I mean, I know they're all biggies, but maybe I should just ask you, are you getting people asking you questions about the economy right now? I took my daughter to lunch. I haven't been out to eat in months. Took her to lunch. Not going to tell you where. They don't even have menus anymore. No, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, you probably know the place. Good food, but no menus. So there's a little QR code now. I guess you're supposed to put your forehead or your forehand on it. So the server comes to the table and goes, have you eaten here before? I said, yeah, it was a long time ago. I don't get out much, which is true. She says, you know, um, you have to scan in the code so we can track you on your device and uh, see the menu. In fact, that's how you order and that's how you pay. Oh my goodness. You mean, I carry cash around. I'm not going to tell you how much. I don't want anybody, you know, <laughs> taking me out afterwards. Not a lot. But if I'd have brought cash, do you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to eat at that establishment. They've already gone cashless. They've gone menuless too. But that's not even why I bring it up. Why do I bring it up? Because I had my daughter do it on her phone. I'm putting that thing on my phone. So I said, I said, Sabia, just pull the menu up and then they're already tracking you anyway. So um, just let's order, you know, this is where you want to eat. This is where you want to eat, right? Yeah, that's where I want to eat. Okay, let's find them. Let's eat. So she's swiping and, you know, scrolling and, I, I, you know, you know how we text, right? We're like this. <laughs> so she's, yeah, okay. What do, what do you want? It's like, well, I don't know now, but uh, let me see. So I look at this thing and I pick out what I want to order and, and then I add it to the cart and it shows you the total. I'm telling you, I'm not getting any younger. I thought, I'm going to go see Jesus. When I saw that number, are you kidding me? I was here like eight months ago. It was not anywhere near that expensive. What happened? Is this a sacred cow? I'll order chicken. You can get one down my lane, there's plenty. I'm like, do you have financing? I'm starting to think maybe second mortgage here, I don't know. But I didn't want, you know, my daughter, I didn't want to ruin the moment, but it had already been ruined for me. Are you kidding me? The price of things. Hey, I'm not exaggerating. You know I'm not exaggerating. Five times more than it was. And that's why I don't get out much. I mean, I... They call it sticker shock. I'm in shock all the time. I can't believe it. My wife comes home from the store because I make her go. She says, you know, you don't want a dozen eggs. I don't want to know. Well, people are asking about this. 
And they're asking this question, isn't there something in the Bible about this? I'm so glad you asked. Because I have the answer, because you know why? I prepared for the answer. Now again, I don't want to oversimplify what is arguably complex, but just keep it simple. And as the Lord directs, and as the Holy Spirit prompts, use discernment, spiritual discernment, see where they're at, take their temperature, get a good read as to how much they can handle. Unless the Holy Spirit directs you, otherwise it would not be wise to try to explain CBDCs, centralized bank digital currency, digital currency, cashless. Uh, Probably wouldn't, you know, again, discern the situation. Now, if they ask you about what you know about CBDCs, you might want to brush up on it, because that's in Revelation 13, which we're going to talk about in a moment. It's cashless. It's bio-digital. So you mean, does it say that in the Bible? Show me where it says that there's going to be a cashless economy worldwide at the end of days, in the last days. Show me that in the Bible. Take them to Revelation 13. I wouldn't necessarily get too excited about verse 18, but at least 16 and 17. Verse 18 is the 666, and that can derail you. By the way, that's a good point. I'm glad I thought of this. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me of this. Don't let them derail you. Well, what do you think about, <laughs> you know, the young earth theory? Get back to Jesus. Get back to the answer. Stay on track. Stay on message. So no, no, no. You ask me a question, I'm going to give you the answer. Okay, maybe we could talk about that some other time, <laughs> if, if we're still here by that time. But let me answer your question. The Bible says in Revelation 13 that it's going to be a digital cashless economy. Want me to take you out to lunch to a restaurant? I'll show you. It's already here. So verse 16, Revelation 13, he also forced everyone, everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead, so that, listen, no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. Again, Keep it simple, maybe just verses 16 and 17. If they bring up the number, the mark of the beast, say, well, it's some sort of a digital number associated with the Antichrist and the beast, and it will be digital. And you know how they can suspend your social media account? Well, they'll, they'll suspend your bank account because it'll all be digital. So if your carbon credit score is too high, or your social credit score is too low, you won't be able to order even at that same restaurant anything anyway, because you don't have enough credit. It's all digital. Your account has been limited, restricted, suspended. And it's right here in the Bible. And it's already happening. And they, they need that answer to that question, because the whole point of all of this is to get them to Jesus as quick as you can. If they get off track and want to take you down the scenic route and talk about young earth and all this other stuff, you know, creation versus evolution, you can have some fun with that one if you want. But just get back to Jesus as quickly as possible. Because He's the great physician, and they're, they're going to die if you don't get them to the great physician. Because Jesus is the only one that can heal them and save them. Well, this brings us to the third and last one, which I'll also approach as simply as I can. This is probably the, arguably the biggest issue 
and question of all, but we'll go ahead at this time. And <laughs> of course, you know what I'm speaking of. I call them, I don't even call them so-called vaccines anymore. They're injections. And what's happening now, and, and by the way, I know you're getting asked about this because we're getting asked about this. We get over a thousand emails or inquiries every day. And we have had a significant uptick from people all over the world asking us about our religious exemption letters, which by the way, I mentioned that we're working with an amazing attorney on. He's a brother in Christ, and we're hoping to revise and put some legal teeth into these religious exemption letters, because you know what they're doing, right? It's coming full circle now, and they're kind of, you get a two for one. Remember when with the COVID injection, you get a free burger? Remember that New York mayor? I'm trying to forget it, but I mean, he goes on national TV and he's eating this burger and these fries, and you can have one of these too if you'll roll up your sleeve and let us give you a death shot. That's okay. The burger's going to kill me anyway, so <laughs> thank you very much. So you know what they're doing now is they're kind of packaging the quote-unquote COVID injection with the flu injection, and they're mandating it. Oh, come on, pastor, there you go again. No, there they go again. There they go again. Wait a minute, pastor, is, it, is this in the Bible? Oh, <laughs> you better believe it. Again, in the interest of time, brevity, and the aforementioned simplicity, I'm just going to focus on one prophecy also found in the book of Revelation, and it's Revelation 18.23. And it is going to require that you explain the word sorcery in the original language, because it's the Greek word pharmakia, and it changes the whole complexion of the prophecy. Let me read and show it to them. Speaking of the fall of Babylon, they've heard Babylon before. They've, there's movies and Netflix series, since we're picking on Netflix series, of Babylon. Isn't it interesting that it's always something biblical? We talked about this, right? I have yet to see a false Buddha, because there's no true. It's always a, anyway, I'm not going to get off on that. I don't have time. Don't look at your watches. The light of the lamp shall not shine in you anymore, the fall of Babylon. And the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your, there's that word sorcery, all the nations were deceived. All the nations on earth were deceived. Deceived by what? By big pharma, a pharmaceutical solution slash injection. All nations. I'll never forget in 2020, when I used to watch the news. I haven't watched the news in going on two years. I'm going to throw myself a party and buy a t-shirt. I haven't watched TV in almost two years. But when I did, I remember I'm watching, I had screens, several screens, and I've got the Ayatollah Khamenei in Iran wearing a mask. And I got this guy over here in this other country wearing a mask. And I got of course, these guys here in America wearing a mask. Every nation on earth in lockstep, exactly as I said it there. And you call me crazy? I've been called worse. Again. 
The Holy Spirit has to give you spiritual discernment and prompt you. If you want to go further, go further. The Lord should lead you and prompt you to do so. It's worth your time. You know why? Because what's at stake here is eternity. And we are on the eve of the pre-tribulation rapture, the commencement of the seven-year tribulation, the subsequent second coming at the end of the seven-year tribulation, the beginning of the kingdom age, and then finally the new heavens and the new earth, eternity future. We're on the cusp. That's what's at stake here. Now's the time. Today's the day. And here's the bottom line. Everything I've just talked about, and even the many things I didn't talk about, are all, I want you to think about this, simultaneously converging in their prophetic trajectory. We just covered three. Everything, I mean everything that is happening is exactly what we were told would happen, and it's simultaneously happening. I'm going to end the way we began and simply say that Time is of the essence. And as paramedics, we must provide urgent care in getting people to the great physician. One last question. If it's not you, then who? If it's not here, then where? And if you don't do it now, then when? The good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ Salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ, who came and died for you, was buried and rose again on the third day, and is coming back again soon and very soon. Keep looking up one day. That's the good news, the gospel of salvation. He died for you. He's coming back for you. He's going to save you and take you out of this world to that place He prepared for you in His Father's house. The ABCs of salvation, again, just a tool. It's not a formula. It's just a way, not the way. But So you've got something simple at the ready. Should God ever give you the profound privilege of having somebody ask you about Jesus, and then you can give them an answer. And by the way, are you prepared? And I ask this sincerely. If so, I'll never forget the first time I gave an invitation. I was young in the ministry, and I just said, you know, had what they call, affectionately referred to as an altar call. People started coming forward. I'm like, God, what do I do now? I wasn't ready. So I remember, it was, it's all a blur now. I'm trying to forget probably, but I said, okay, you know, I, I just did what I saw everybody else do. I said, repeat this prayer after me. I'm fumbling and bumbling and, you know, and, and poor, these poor people, I'm, you know, I'm going off, you know, and, and forgive me for my sins and the, and the atonement and the, what he said. And they still got saved, despite me. I think they were just waiting for me to stop talking like you are right now, so they could get saved. It's just a tool to equip you. A, admit, acknowledge. Again, we just talked about that. if, If you're not a sinner, what in the world would you have any interest in a Savior for? No, but you are a sinner. This is the bad news. The bad news first, because the bad of the bad news is the good of the good news will be. There is no one righteous, not even one. No one is good, save one, Jesus the Christ. Oh, but I'm a good person. You'll never be good enough. 
I've never murdered anybody. No, have you hated somebody in your heart? Jesus said, that's murder. In other words, you sinned. Look in the mirror of God's perfect law. It will show you, you. And that's what the Ten Commandments are. Like, we're supposed to keep those? No. What's the Ten Commandments for? It's to show us that we're a sinner. And then we see ourselves in the mirror, as God sees us, as a sinner. And here's the Holy Spirit, like that schoolmaster, the tutor, take us by the hand. Where? To Jesus, the great physician. I'm a sinner. I know, that's what I'm trying to tell you. See, look at yourself. As you get older, you look at yourself in the mirror and you just think, oh, Jesus, come quickly. Now Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all missed the mark. Uh, Sin is an archery term. It's when you shoot the arrow and you miss the bullseye. We've all fallen short. We all miss the mark of God's perfect standard, bullseye standard of righteousness. You sinned. You fell short. Now Romans 6.23, talk about the bad news first before the good news. Here's the bad news. There's a penalty for your sin, and all have sinned. And the wages of sin is death, the death penalty. You've been sentenced to death. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. Jesus died for you. He went to His death instead of you. He carried out your death sentence for you and purchased you paid the price in full, and offers you the gift of God, which is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a gift, not a purchase. He purchased you. We are not our own. We're purchased with a price, the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the A, the B, very central. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. To believe means that you're putting your trust in, believing in. And then the C is for call upon the name of the Lord. Or as Romans 10, 9 also says, if you confess with your mouth, because you see out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if I believe in my heart, then what's going to come out of my mouth is the confession of what is in my heart. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Not you might, could, should, no, you will. And Romans 10, 13 seals the deal. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. He will not reject you. He will in no ways cast you out. All who call. Could you imagine? When I got saved 40, how many ever years ago, if I was part of the heavenly host at that time, I would have said, God, I don't think you should take this one. (laughs) Because we say, I gave my life to Christ. You know, the greater miracle and good news is that He accepted you. Say, well, I accepted the Lord. No, no, He accepted me just as I am. I gave my life to the Lord. He took your life and gave you eternal life. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn 
about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth.